Hey Titans, and welcome back to the CSUF podcast, a weekly series where we give tips, tools, resources from CSUF experts to help Titans achieve greatness. What's up? Woo! It's your host today, Lena Naranjo, and today I'm here with... I'm just kidding. It's Jill Brander, <laughs> Associate Director of Digital yes. Media here at Starcom. I'm so happy to yes. be on this podcast. I am super excited for today's podcast because if you are like me and you love to travel, this episode is for you. Yes. So with that being said, today's topic, we will be discussing study abroad. <laughs> I just love that feature. Yeah. But I'm I, on the soundboard, which is a big mistake. It's happy vibes. Huge. Ooh. As a CSUF student, I think studying abroad is a great experience, yes. an opportunity to create new connections and enrich your academics. Oh, it's so great. I'm so excited to talk about study abroad. Yeah. So today I'll be asking Jill all about her study abroad experience and the tips she has for students who plan on studying abroad. Mm-hmm. So let's get into let's it. Let's get into so it. First and foremost, where did you study abroad and how long? Yes. I um, graduated in 2016, so I actually, I know, it's like, I'm a <laughs> millennial, run it back. Yeah. I graduated in 2016, <laughs> 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 applause for myself, um, and it was a really good experience. I wanted to do everything at Cal State Fullerton that I could. I lived on campus. I, you know, joined clubs. Okay. I met my friends, and, like, those friends came to my wedding. Like, I always say that, like, Aww. those are the friends. Shout out. Shout Elm. out. Um, third floor, I think. Um, yes. <laughs> but it was really cool getting to see what opportunities Cal State Fullerton had for study abroad. And I had never been abroad. Um, you know, I was, I remember, I think I was like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And it was in between my junior and senior year. So okay. my third and fourth year. You know, I'd never really taken advantage of like open university, which is where, you know, you don't have to be enrolled in the CSU system to apply and to take classes. I applied, um, I was checking out study abroad, and I was hearing great things about it. That's what really drew me in, was I heard that, oh, you know, if you study abroad, you can go anywhere, you can go for three months, you can go for six months, you can go for a year, and I thought that was really cool, because I had never been anywhere other than really on the west coast of, you know, the U.S., so I'm the baby of my family, so my family was kind of like, study abroad, I don't know, where were you going to go? Yeah, they were definitely like a little iffy, but it was so great, and I went in between December and January, so I took an intercession class, and I decided to study in Spain. Yeah. I actually want to go to Spain. You totally oh, should. Our I'm, other I'm intern, or yes, uh, Mariana, she wants to go to Spain too. You guys should go oh, together. Shout out Mariana. She yeah. She's be my travel buddy. Yeah. Yes. And it's so cool. And it was uh, for a, a really good price. And it's just really wonderful. It's like, you know, you're taking a class, you know, and the class, I decided Spain because I can kind of understand Spanish. It was like a three week program instead of three months or six months or a year. Oh, okay. So it wasn't um, like the fall or spring semester. It was an intercession. Right. So like three days after the fall semester ended, like we were off on the plane to mm-hmm. Spain and we stayed there for three weeks. We came back right before um, Christmas. Okay. So it was like a dream. Like it was like a, um, what do they call that? Like a fever dream. Oh, yeah. And I remember one of the scariest parts was like, 
okay, how do I prepare? Mm. Like, it's really cool to want to study abroad, but the percentage of students that actually commit and, f- and follow through is, you know, probably shorter because, right. you know, they're either scared or nervous or, you know, they don't know what to do. But our campus here at Cal State Fullerton does a really good job. Shout out to study abroad programs mm-hmm. and everybody in that department and division. It's just great audience as well, mm-hmm. stopping on, on a dime. But there's just so many great people that want to help students study abroad and want to help students learn. And it's just really good to get that cultural experience. You yeah. know, I was in California and I was like, okay, never done this. And I get to do it through the school, which I know is going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to take my safety into the highest priority, which for me, like going somewhere I'd never been yeah. in another country mm-hmm. where I don't really speak the language on your own, on my own. Yeah. You know, why do that when I can learn something and the professor was so cool. Professor was so cool. He was so nice. And I don't think he's here anymore. Um, but he was so interested in helping us. And we had like tour guides mm-hmm. and we partnered with another university in Spain. So you you know, the first week you have a host family who really help you and it feels mm-hmm. like it's your other family. And then the next two weeks I was in a dorm where you had like your own bathroom, your okay. own desk and bed, and it was really cool. And it's just one of those experiences that I'll never forget. And the hardest part that people, I think, get intimidated by is the preparation. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Preparation. Yeah, preparation is one of those things that, you know, if you've never done it, if you've never studied abroad, you're like, oh, you know, how do I stay safe? What do I pack? What, what do I need tech-wise? Where am I going to be? What yeah. do, You know, how, in case there's an emergency, what do I do? And um, I'm very open about this. I have epilepsy. So, like, having a seizure in another country where, like, I don't know what could happen was, like, really intimidating to me. I just, you know, all these concerns, the study abroad department and the professor really worked together so well. And I remember there was a meeting, and I think it was about 13 of us that studied abroad on this intercession trip. We all had a meeting that was, like, an open meeting with the professor and folks from study abroad, like a coordinator, and then someone who, like, had direct contact with the university in Spain and it was just really great to, ha- like, our parents came. Like, a lot of people's parents came. They have, they have questions about the finances. You have questions about, you know, what to pack, what to bring, but, like, more importantly, what to expect. And they did a really, really good job of, like, shepherding us through the program, having the professor with us on the plane, helping all of us, all 13. We went through it together. Yeah. So that is, studying abroad is one of the most memorable experiences that I, w- I will remember here. Because it really takes you out of your element. Yeah. I had never been in a situation awesome. like that. I feel like as a student, too, like you said, I'm sure, I think even for myself, because I, I do plan on doing study abroad. Oh, my gosh. I'm so I excited yes, for you. I am excited. and It's going to be so fun. Yeah. We're, this is going to happen. Yeah. And I think those are the questions I would have. Like, okay, I've never, one, traveled on my right. own. I mean, you're with a group, right? But and you can get grants. With that you with your like family. Exactly. Yeah, scholarships. Scholarships. You can get scholarships as well, actually, which I didn't know about, which is really cool. But, yeah, like, I would ask myself like what do I yeah. pack I'm gonna be on my own like like my safety what, yeah you know I've um, never been you've never been alone in another country like yeah. your parents aren't just like a state away right and like that's the cool thing about study abroad because along the way you make those connections with people right people over there you know yeah. so you traveled to Spain so did you make any connections over there you know I think one of the coolest things is when you when I'm tra- and now I like I love to travel yeah. like I go you know with my wife we've been to Canada Mexico Spain Costa Rica Belize mm-hmm. Honduras which is one of the best places ever I want to retire there <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, I digress. It's it's gotten me on a great travel path. Um, so connections wise, you know, the tours are incredible to be able to meet with people whose job it is to yeah. be in the entertainment and tourism business, which was my concentration. So to see people take such pride in their history and to connect with student resources to just, like, learn about how they do things, you know, how they work together, you know, what their advising looks like, you know. So connections in terms of meeting new people who were part of the culture and lived there. Like, I know my host family, the Bothos, woo, shout out. You know, like, they're like, anytime you're in Spain, let us know. So if, you know, anytime I go to Spain, I can always connect with them, even though it's been like a decade later, (laughs) you know, I know that if I go back, like that is the most awesome connection is to meet locals there and to have that space, which is something you can just build over time. And then when you go back, if you ever go back, you you have these connections. Yeah. So now that you've experienced the study abroad and, you know, traveling in a group and with other students, why should CSUF students study abroad? Such a great question because I get students who have no idea about study abroad and then there's students who are like really interested and want to hear like my experience. So Mm -hmm. I think students, especially in this time where you're testing out different things, like it's especially at Cal State Fullerton, there's so many opportunities to try new things. Mm -hmm. Like people always, I just turned 30. That's what people do, but it's more like, oh. No. And then it's like, oh. I, you know, I think age is just a number. It's just a number. But, like, I feel like people really give you the time and space and expect you to, like, make mistakes and try new things. And you really don't know, like, some people, you know, do. But I really didn't know what I was, like, interested in. So I just wanted to have, like, experiences yeah. just to learn from them. Yeah. Students should study abroad because it's a great experience. Um, you become more independent. For sure. You learn. So, like, here, mm-hmm. the learning that happens abroad is, it, it is impressive. I would have never had that type of immersive experience anywhere else, also because of the funding, right? Like, right. if I went to private school, you know, paying $80,000 a year, it's that study abroad looks different. So, I wanted to be experiencing those things as a 20-something-year-old and I wanted to make those connections. I wanted to make yeah. friends who hit up one day, yeah, you know, yeah. and then they could come to m- my place. I could go, go to their place yeah. and we can travel. Like, it's really good to, I remember, you know, for example, I was just passing by the street and there was this, like, you know, older accordion player playing to, like, his cat. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like, you know, and we're having <laughs> food there, traditional Spanish food, which is amazing. Oh. Paella, I'm so hungry now. I know I'm hungry now. <laughs> But um, that's what I would say is it's a students should study abroad because you're given the tools to succeed Mm -hmm. and it's really safe. Yeah. So a lot of different reasons. And I feel like it's one of those things, too, where you have to be very open minded if you want to see growth in yourself. You have to be very adaptable. Yeah. Because you're going to get there and you're going to cry or you're going to feel like crying because you miss your family. You miss your bed. You miss you know, your view, you miss the weather, you know, you miss the food. There's going to be something that, you know, you miss your family. Right, right. You know, so that does happen. Yeah, because I know some students who have studied abroad and have had a challenge with either, like, the language, they have a difficult time being able to communicate with others Mm -hmm. with wherever they're traveling, or, like you mentioned, some people get really homesick. Mm -hmm. So for you, what were your hardest adjustments you had to make, or how did you overcome those as well? 
Oh, yeah, good question. Some of my most challenging things were definitely missing my family. And then it was so funny. Like, I missed my family and my dog and my bed and just, you know, my home. And then when I got home, I cried because I missed it. So yeah. I know. And my family was so confused. They were like, why are you crying? Yeah. I was like, it was I, I it wasn't there long enough. <laughs> like, now I have to come home and, you know, like, I go back to all back these other things. Like, yeah. I want to be in Spain on the metro right now. <laughs> go and see historical monument. Like, yeah. I don't want to be sitting in traffic <laughs> in a car. So, I mean, yeah, how I managed that while I was there was just, you know, staying in touch with family. You know, even though the time change you know, in some places is more severe than others, really staying in touch, you know, and I would say a good way that I coped with staying in touch and language barriers were technological tools, you know, Google Translate, really honing in on, you know, what you need to get internet, like Mm -hmm. in Spain, there's free Wi-Fi everywhere, you know, so that's like a big pull because Mm -hmm. they want people to sit and like have Wi-Fi, right? When I was there. I don't know if that's changed. But uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully they don't charge for Wi-Fi. I feel like they would. Yeah. It, it, I feel like they should. I feel <laughs> like that's a thing. Right? 2023. <laughs> exactly. 2023. Free Wi-Fi everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's a lot of, like, really good technological tools. I mean, some of the other things that I used to cope were just common sense. You know, mm-hmm. like, I know that if, you know, I'm walking late at night by myself, I wouldn't do that in downtown Los Angeles. So I'm not going to do that in you know, Madrid, Spain, you know, like, and if I do, I'm going to go with a group. Yeah. So I think, you know, coping by having like, I'm not going to lie, you really improve like your independence and survival skills. Like, you know, you learn that, you know, don't get pickpocketed, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's a big fear of some folks. So like wear a certain type of thing. So like you, you cope with that by preparing and trying to visualize what's that going to be. And then not have too much anxiety over like everything that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Cause there's probably gonna be someone in your group that forgets their passport or there's going to be someone in your group yeah. that forgets their ID. And you just got to make sure that like, you're not that person. Yeah. There's going to be like those little bumps here and there, but little bumps, but like coping and, you know, leaning on your professor. Like mm-hmm. I remember having a challenging time with the coursework and I was like, you know, um, I really want to learn. Like that's mm-hmm. my goal is I want to learn in this class and I want to experience everything. And I think people really appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, reaching out, um, getting out there. There were people that, like, stayed in. Like, oh, I don't want to go stay in. And I'm like, okay, you know, having fun will help you balance out the stress of coursework, right? Like, you know, having safe spaces to go and, like, you know, the places that the locals and recommends and the professors would recommend. And what did your schedule look like while studying abroad? Like, I know you mentioned, like, yeah. the coursework. Like, is the workload, was it heavy for you? Or how were you able to balance that? Yeah, so there was um, a book that we read. Um, so there was one story text that we read. And then there was, like, there were, like, weekly objectives. So it was, like, three weeks. So we had class Monday through Friday. Like, or it was Monday through Thursday, like 9 a.m. to like 3 p.m. So they were long. It was a long day. But we talked about Spanish history, important historical moments, you know, how uh, Spanish history affected U.S. history, European history. So it was a lot. I would say to digest, but I mean, the point there is to really just take it all in and then come up with your own thoughts, you know, and, and, and ideas. So, I mean, I had a really great professor. 
Okay, so my next question is, what advice do you have for immersing yourself into a new language? Okay, this is such a great question for me. So I'm really outgoing, mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really outgoing. Um, I do like quiet time and like alone time. But for the most part, I would say I get along with people fairly well. I'm not afraid to like be the first person to like, you know, suggest something or to answer a question. So I would say go with a group. So like immersing yourself in the language, whether it's German, Spanish, Chinese, French, you know, Japanese, Japanese, anything, you know, Mandarin, whatever it is. I would say don't be afraid to use the tools and find simple common language. (laughs) So that's really important because you can get by by being outgoing and having common phrases and people will be more willing to help you. Be prepared to know what you want because people will respond to you mm-hmm. like in full paragraphs. So you have to learn how to say like, n- I don't speak that very well. Yeah. And I use a lot of hand movements. So like if you're shy, like I was ch- chatting with people in Spain in like gracias, like Spa- yeah, like yeah, European yeah. Spanish. And I was chatting with people more than like native Spanish speakers were. Oh, because they were too shy. Yeah, I, or I think it's also the idea of like messing up. Right. Like they don't want to mess up. Right. They don't want to be like judged or like you yeah. know yeah you don't want to yeah. mess up or the pressure of being yeah. like a translator. But like I mean I love learning about language and linguistics and culture, mm. and I would just say you know don't be afraid to to reach out because yeah. I was the one that was navigating us through the city <laughs> by you were the leader by hand gestures <laughs> yeah. and like locals you know and yeah. I didn't speak Spanish so I'm yeah. like you know they're so like immerse yourself in the language talk to the locals if you're naive or if you make dumb decisions in another country just like here people people are gonna judge you yeah you know so i would say don't (laughs) don't be like that celestino celestino you're so great this is like this castle and like i wore my csuf gear everywhere to like rep it yeah and i had like little tiny short hair you know how was the weather over there it's cold i mean we went in like december so like we had scarves. Okay. It was it was like overcast, you know. That's um, a vibe, though. It was a vibe. That's so like when I came back, it was so funny. When I came back, it was like seventy five degrees yeah. in December in California. I was like, it's so hot. You're like, it's like it's it. so hot. I've been wearing sweaters <laughs> and like windbreakers yeah. for for a month. Scarves. And I didn't expect that. And I was like, it's so hot. I ate anchovies. Oh. You got to do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So tell me, I'm tell a picky me. eater, except when I'm like having once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, let's actually talk about that. How was the food over there? It's so good. So like nothing has, you know, um, GMO, right? It's like locally grown families make food three, the mo- the mothers mm-hmm. actually, not the families. The, yeah. Shout the, out to all the, the moms. Yeah. Shout out to all yes. the moms. Like, and fathers, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of seafood and it was really great because it's, you know, on sort of the Western side of Europe and it was great. There's like paella, you know, there's deep fried anchovies which is like i would never i would never but you like eat them with beer and it was like uh, there's a lot of jamon which is like cured ham which is like one of my favorite favorite things um there's tapas which are like small plates of food where they give you like cheese meat and like it's a little hors d'oeuvre like they go around they drink wine and they eat like a little pastry kind of kind of like a pastry but like more like an appetizer okay so like people in spain there's like tapas markets mm-hmm. where like that you order tapas which are like you can say oh i want this like they have big amounts of food and you're like oh i want this 
tapas with vino blanco, you know, like, oh, you know, okay. and uh, they will, you know, give you like little portions and then you just go back and you like, it's kind of like, kind of like the fair, like you can have like little pieces yeah. of food and there's like these little stations, yeah, yeah. but it's not like full blown meals. Shadow of the Wind Ooh. is a book that we read and okay. it was really great. I wish you guys could see so good. the picture Jill's showing me right now. It's I have an aesthetic. Look at the castles. I love it. It was at a church. Yeah, this is a oh. church. Those of you that aren't here. Oh, here you go. Yes. So I'm showing a video right now of me just walking through the streets of Madrid. It's, it's like beautiful. The lights. The lights. I love their accents. Right. Spanish tourists who are like showing us around. Right, and right. It, it's like, oh, yeah. Then, you know, I think there's like 13 of us here. I you love know? how, like, they're repping the CSUF gear, though. Absolutely. I, I, that. I was like, everybody, we got to wear CSUF stuff. And this was where, like, our family's apartment had, like, a roundabout. And there yeah. was a bar underneath. And I remember our first night. Well, we got there. My first day. We got there. And we land. Our host family picks us up. The Bothos. I love them. And it was me and two other girls. And they were like four or five host families that we were broken up like into little groups so like you weren't alone with a host family you had like two other people in the class okay so that okay. was really cool and they're like take a nap so that was my first experience with like <laughs> siestas to have like the expectation that from like noon to two everybody is resting oh so that's like a thing it's thing a over thing there. oh i thought they a were siesta just is a thing oh, okay okay because i thought they were just doing it because like you guys are students travel no all right. they were like this is oh, the time wow. we all rest oh my god culture right like culture that shock. is so cool yeah so i was like oh my god they put us in their beds and we <laughs> you rest for you have like i had like the yeah. best nap of my life for like two hours that is so cool and then you wake up at five and then like in traditional spanish households the both of us that we were you know living with for that first week like the mom made three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it was like bizarre to me. Wow. It was so amazing. She would tell us like we would go to lunch, we would go to breakfast before class, and then we would come home for lunch, and then we'd go back to class. We would rest, and then around, you know, five o'clock, six o'clock, it would be like strict every day. Between five and six is dinner. The whole family would have dinner, and then everybody would go party. Like, everybody wow, would go have fun. That and is so and like, cool. things like that start to open up. And, mm. you know, it's like kind of like Los Angeles. Like, uh -huh. the night is young. You know, everybody kind of goes out beginning at 10 p.m. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh my gosh, what do we do for five hours? And I remember there was a bar downstairs, and I walked in and they played. This was our first night there. We ordered wine. And they had the pig leg, the ham, cured on the wall. You know, it's cured. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it's like a delicacy. It's like regular. You get that in the bar. It like comes with your wine. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. It was so great. Cheese, crackers, wine. Like having the weirdest experience because when we walked in, they like had TVs around the bar and they were playing Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and I was so like. <laughs> oh my god! And this was like almost 10 years ago. You know, now I think the 90s are coming back, you know, in fashion and music right. and stuff. But I was like, oh, my gosh, their their music culture and pop culture is like 10 years behind. Mm -hmm. Like they're in 2010 and this is the 2000s music video. Yeah. So I thought it was so interesting because they were like, oh, my God, Backstreet Boys. Like, is yeah, this what yeah. they think we're listening to right now? <laughs> like they're, you know, and it was so cool. And like, but none of them knew English. But they're vibing. So like they're vibing with I like, love that. you know. Backstreet Boys, you know, everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so strange, you know, like, 
And it was just a really cool experience. Well, yeah. That sounds so cool. Like, I just kind of get over the fact that there were siestas. Oh. It kind of reminds me of, like, kinder. I remember when I was yeah. doing kinder, like, nap time. Like, you deserve a rest. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, you don't, like, <laughs> I realize, like, in Spanish culture, you don't phase out of needing a rest. <laughs> yeah. Like, here, it's like, okay, like, in kindergarten, you may need a rest. And then it's like individualistic culture hardcore i remember when i was raised i worked you know yeah. through my lunch and now i was like oh man that's not i love to live in spain and yeah. it, it like honestly spoiled me too much because now i'm back in the united states i'm like where's my siesta like this you're like fair. after this podcast i'm i'm like taking a siesta <laughs> right five minutes after this podcast international programs and study abroad you know that area they do so much great support for people who want to learn about study abroad that oftentimes we don't even realize as students here how many opportunities we have to study abroad so I would say follow them on social media but also like be very proactive go to the resource fairs go in person to the office talk to someone reach out in any way and just make it happen you know you'll have to plan you have to plan in advance, but I mean, right. it'll you know, be worth it. it'll, it'll be, be worth it. All worth it. It'll be worth it. Yeah. And then talk to your academic advisor and mm-hmm. see how that c- that class can fulfill credits. Right. Yeah. And going back to what Jill said, um, they have an Instagram actually. Woo-hoo. It's at CSUF Abroad. Yeah. They post globally focused learning opportunities for students here at CSUF. Mm-hmm. They provide information on when they will be having study abroad fairs, yes. which includes advice from student abroad advisors, program representatives, mm. and alumni. Mm-hmm. So definitely give them a follow if your goal is to study abroad as a student here at Cal State Fullerton. I want to mention Study Abroad also has their website. You can search up CSUF Study Abroad, and Mm -hmm. their website is full of information. It provides resources such as financial aid, scholarship, and a buddy program. So that's actually really cool. Um, Includes advising, as I mentioned, and informs you with different programs. They have, for example, there's the winter, summer session, all that good stuff. So you don't want to go for like six months or a year. And if you do, cool. But if you're like me and you're like, it's a baby. If you have any other questions in regards to the study abroad program, they also have an FAQ page. So they provide you with a lot of information. I'm sure a lot of other students have the same question as you. So make sure to check out the FAQ page full of information. Super yes, helpful. Absolutely. And thanks for hosting this. This was yes, really fun. This was a good, good study abroad, study abroad combo. This, I lived on campus. I did a lot of fun things as a student. I would highly recommend yeah. You know, doing things like that if you can. Seek out scholarships. Yes, and grants, scholarships. Check out the fairs, broad advisors, program representatives, and the alumni. So you have yes. a big support system if you are curious into what city abroad may be or if you want to do it, you're just yeah. hesitant, just go for it. Go yeah, there. you know, over the summer, there were, like, classes in Germany, yeah. Italy, mm-hmm. Greece. Greece, that was like, cool. and those are, that's just over the summer. There's three different study abroad opportunities. Just be very proactive. Talk to people. You know, people want to see students have a global and cultural experience. And I think this is a perfect opportunity that I would recommend to any student. But here, they make it really, Mm -hmm. really great. Alrighty, Titans. That's all for this week's podcast. Let us know what topic you'd like for us to discuss next and follow CSUF on all social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Threads. Talk to y'all next week. Follow for follow.